Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest. He's a repeat guest on the show. He's none other than Mr. George Ross. George is known for being a lawyer in New York City. He taught at the law school at NYU for over 20 years. He's the best-selling author of two books on real estate and negotiation, and he's best known for his role having worked for Donald Trump for 47 years as his right-hand man in the Trump Organization. Tonight, I had a conversation with George about the outcome of the election to get his perspective on what happened and with his knowledge of the man, how he's likely to respond. Listen to my conversation with George Ross. Perfect. Welcome, George. Good. Good to be here. My goodness, we could never have, I know we sound a little bit like a broken record, we could never have scripted 2020, and let alone the last couple of weeks. What's your perspective? Uh, what, Mark, the perspective is uh, somehow he's he lost the election. He's going to have to recognize it and get over it. That uh, It's not going to happen. You can make a lot of fuss and you can claim fraud, and it probably is, but not enough to overturn the election. But there's so many uh, so much else going on in the world that comes the time to just back off and let the, let things go. That's my feeling. And I think he will. Not, not voluntarily, but he'll have no alternative. I've heard you say from time to time about how Donald negotiates. I've heard you say things like he can take something that's black and white and turn it into a very light shade of gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, not this is this is beyond them. This is this is different, and uh, you know it's 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 hard. I mean, let's face it, it got seventy three million votes. Yeah, seventy three million. That's more than anybody else ever had, not outside of Biden. Now, it was a contested election, yes. But I think there comes a time when somebody has to say what's what's best for the country rather than what's best for me. And you have to say, uh, uh, in the good of the country, I'll do it. That's not his style. Right. And which is, which is that's what got him elected, and that's probably what, why he lost. Do you think he? Do you think he's using this to gain some form of negotiating leverage for something? I don't know why. Negotiating leverage. I what's in the back of my mind is uh, a possible third party in the future. Yeah, that's in my mind. It's, well, you got seventy-three million votes. Is a lot of votes. So that that may be if you if you set up a either a third party or you'll be at least a a factor to be taken into account in future elections. Third parties don't and have a president of being effective. I mean, I think back mm-hmm. to Ross Perot. No, they don't. But uh, meanwhile, what's the, what's the best, what's the great, <laughs> let's face it, did you ever have an election like we had? No. No, never had it. You never had a situation, you never have a situation where you have marchers in the street on both sides? No. It's weird. And then coupled with it, with COVID, as a uh, as as another factor, it's just crazy time. But this too shall pass. Yeah, clearly, clearly. What are your What's your perspective? There's been a lot of discussion about Biden repealing some of the tax laws. We touched on this a couple of months ago as well. What do you the, think the, is going to happen the, there? The, no, the big question that comes up is whether or not the uh, Republicans maintain control of the of the Senate. That's the key. If they maintain control of the Senate, 
he hasn't got a prayer of passing those things. And they have it, and it'd be good because let them control, let the, uh, the Democrats control the House and the Republicans control the Senate, and it doesn't make a difference who the president is. Is that the Senate is, would be the controlling factor. That's the key. If, if, the, they don't, if the Republicans don't control the Senate, I still don't think that what Biden has come up is going to work. He's going to do it's when I say it's not going to work. You got 93 million or 73 million people, whatever it is, that voted against this, what he had in mind. You're not going to ignore that. You can't ignore it. One of the things that you have is you have two years, you're going to have another election for covering the House. They lost a lot of seats. The House lost a lot of seats. And now you get what's, what's going to happen if he tries the New, De- New Deal and all of the other things, they're going to lose a lot more seats. It's not popular. So I don't think you're going to find Biden sub- subscribing to the, uh, uh, the hard left philosophy. Maybe he'll go against it, but I don't think he'll, he'll, he'll push that hard for it. But then again, they may push him around. It's, it's to be seen. It's just a weird, a weird time, a weird, a weird set of political circumstances. Are you surprised by Donald's response? Uh, am I surprised? No, I'm not surprised because, you know, Trump is, can never say, uh, you beat me. I lost. He's not a, lo- not a good loser. He's, he's a bad loser. He hates to lose and he can't admit that he lost. He can't admit that he did something wrong. It's just not his, not his background. That's not his style. A lot of people like it because he doesn't give up. But uh, my feeling is, although I've been a, uh, an ardent supporter, there comes a time that you have to grow up and get out of the way. What tax changes do you see on the horizon? What do you think the legacy will be? A lot of the things which Trump did were very beneficial. And the only reason that the Democrats didn't go along with it is because he did it. And anti-Trump, they wouldn't do it. But there were a lot of things. The opportunity zones, he made tremendous headway in the black and the, and the Latina community. And the, if you, you follow what the Democrats, they're, they're aware of that. And they're, they're shake, shaking pretty much saying, hey, wait a minute. If we want to control, we're going to have to change our perspective on a number of things, even though they came, Trump did it. Now, they may give a different name or other things, but certainly it, there's a lot of incentive, a lot of money has got to go into all different communities and cities and what I, to, to straighten out certain things which are, for years uh, have been festering. So there you have it. You have a perspective from Mr. George Ross. There is no right, there's no wrong, there's no left, there's no right. What you heard tonight was a perspective from a vantage point of a man who's known him perhaps longer than anybody else on this earth. George offered us a window, an insight into what might be going on behind the scenes. Is it really what's happening? None of us have any idea. I value George for his forthrightness, for his wisdom, for his experience. And of course, I have zero political affiliation with any of this. I would describe myself as someone who is socially liberal, but fiscally conservative. I cut through the diagonal, and there's no political party that speaks to me at all. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.